Welcome to the Doomsday Bunker Podcast. Your weekly program will be discussing topics such as conspiracy theories, movie theories, and disaster situations. So make sure you're secure in your bunker, and let's start the show. Welcome to the Doomsday Bunker Podcast. My name is Joseph, and I am the host of this podcast. Each and every week, we will be discussing topics such as conspiracy theories, movie theories, and disaster situations. And today's episode is about the Pixar conspiracy theories. But if you like what you're hearing, please give us a follow on Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast. And a quick disclaimer, I have heard most of these conspiracy theories on a YouTube channel called The Most Amazing Top Tens. I chose to do this episode just because I wanted to talk about it more, give my opinion, and for anybody who didn't know about this YouTube channel, give them a little insight on what they're all about. So please, this is not a paid promotion, but go check them out. It's a fine YouTube channel, and I enjoy it very much. But without further ado, let's start the episode. So we all know that Disney and Pixar is a multi-billion dollar company, and we've probably seen their movies either as a child or throughout most of our life. Most of us are still watching them. But have you ever thought that the story that we're watching unfold right before our very eyes isn't the full story? Well, I have quite a few Disney and Pixar conspiracy theories that I'd like to put out there that I find either interesting or I find very creative, even though I might not believe that they're true or just all around, just kind of out there. And maybe it makes you think about, you know, that's not the story, but it could be what happens in the future. So here's a few of them just to start with. And we'll start with Monster Inc. Now, Monsters Inc., a lot of people have seen that movie. It was one of my favorite growing up as a kid. But I specifically remember the part where Randall is telling Sully that he heard that humans, mainly kids, skin monsters and make them into toilet seat covers. Now, in the movie, Sully just blows this off as he's just making up stories. Kids can't be that bad. Well, in 2012's Party Source Rex, when you look into the background as the movie's going on, you do see various things of the bathroom, but the most of note is the toilet seat cover does look like Sully's fur. So maybe Randall wasn't necessarily telling a lie about the kids. Another popular one I hear about on the internet a lot is about the movie Up. Now, Up is already an emotional roller coaster with the whole they can't have a baby, and then unfortunately Ellie dies and Carl is just left all by himself and plus they're trying to take his house because the constructive people want to knock it down it's all around just really sad but the conspiracy behind the movie up is that carl has died and that russell is his guardian angel that is trying to earn his wings to become a full-on angel and he's helping carl get to paradise falls which is supposed to signify as heaven And the reason why Russell is a kid is because they couldn't have a kid. So they decided to send a guardian angel that was a kid that maybe would comfort Carl as he went on into the afterlife. And let me tell you, after reading this, I'm just more sad about the movie Up. And I was already sad to begin with. 
Like Disney does the whole either one parent dies or both parents die or you don't even have parents to begin with. But this time, since there wasn't a kid for them to take a parent from, suddenly they were like, well, these two people, they loved each other. They grew up together. And now one of them is just going to have to live without the other. And the whole audience is like, man, this is just depressing. But with this one, I'm not 100% sure if I can fully believe it. There are some elements where I feel like, sure, it is plausible that this could happen. But there's also some plot points that they don't really explain all that well as to who Charles Munst is and why he's even in it. Or how Doug or Kevin are supposed to fit into the situation. So really, I would give this... Uh, about half believable. I can believe half of it, but they just need to flesh out or try and describe a little bit better on how some of these other characters fit into this conspiracy theory. And I have one more Pixar theory before we move on to Disney. And this one has to do with cars. And this one, there's two of them, two different ones that are kind of interesting. So I'm going to tell you both. The first one I was told about, this one doesn't come from something I've read. This was someone that told me this one. It's about how Cars takes place in a post-apocalyptic, dystopian type of world where they become sentient and they end up taking out their owners and becoming their own kind of beings. This one's interesting just because, again, a lot of other movies, a lot of Hollywood movies have done AI takeovers and oh, what can happen if we continue doing AI things. And once again, that's a topic for another episode. But the thought of cars becoming aware enough to where they don't need people is a little conflicting because one, cars need a lot of maintenance. Cars need gas. Cars need oil. And if something breaks down, we have to fix it. And so to believe that cars became sentient and kind of took over the world, that one's a little bit less likely and a little bit harder for me to believe just because, again, they, it could happen, but eventually they'll break down and then the whole world just becomes a scrapyard. Now, the one that I've read a little bit about and have heard about is called the Cars Homunculus Theory, and it states that humans are grown in labs in Petri dishes and test tubes, and when they get big enough, they're implanted into these cars as sort of an exoskeleton for the human. And there are pictures online of the diagram of how this would work. The thought process behind this for me is, what's the motivation? That's kind of what makes it hard for me to believe this theory is, out of all of these theories, usually there's a big corporation or a government behind doing something as a test or as trying to help better its civilians, whereas growing people in labs and then putting them in these cars as an exoskeleton, there's not much benefit or there's not, I don't really see the reason why anybody would want to do this in the future. And so this one is very interesting and very creative but I don't really believe that this theory is, is one that I can get behind. But like I said, very creative, very interesting. A few smaller conspiracy theories that I just want to throw on here real quick before we move on to the Disney princess side and such. And like I said, this is a little bit darker. Number one, this is one of those ones that I've heard on the YouTube channel, like I said at the beginning of the episode, that the people on the Axiom during Wally, when they pass away, 
they end up making food out of them, which is really gross. And when you think about it, there's not much argument against it because you don't ever see an area where it could be a cemetery or a kind of like a remembering of the people. And you always wonder what happens if someone passes away. Like, one, there can't be that much food since they've been up there for so long. The food supply is going to run out eventually. Secondly, like I said, if people die, where do they go? They just shoot them out into space because we do see some trash shot out from Wally, and you don't see anything that resembles anything human or anything, the clothes or anything like that that would be human-like. The other one is people believe that the toys at the end of Toy Story 3, when they're going through the incinerator, died, and the claw that comes down and saves them is them going up to what would be considered heaven or their version of heaven. And the only problem I have with this one is... They made another movie. Now, I believe that this theory came out when Toy Story 3 came out. So, obviously, they didn't know they were going to make another movie. But I'm just waiting for the explanation of, so if they died, is this supposed to be what the afterlife looks like for the toys? They live happily. Uh, I personally haven't seen Toy Story 4, so I don't necessarily know what happens in that movie. I'm just saying... There's obviously life after the incinerator, so we just need to know the explanation for that, and it could be believable. But moving on to more Disney, less Pixar side of things, the first one we have is Anna and Elsa's parents were also the parents of Tarzan and related to Rapunzel. Now, when I heard this one, I thought it was interesting because the movies come out at different times, and again, there's nothing ever linking them. But reading this online, I actually read this through Reddit. This one claims that when Anna and Elsa's parents left on the ship that you see at the beginning of the movie, when it struck down, people believe that they were killed in that shipwreck. But some people actually believe that they have made it to an island after the ship sunk. And Anna's mom was pregnant with another kid, which is Tarzan. They built a little treehouse, as you see at the beginning of Tarzan, and they try to live there on the island. How Rapunzel in the movie Tangle gets wrapped into all of this, it is said that on the ship that they were on was going to Rapunzel's wedding, and unfortunately it sank. But those three are connected. Now, unfortunately, their parents still do die if they are, in fact, the parents of Tarzan, because we do see that they are killed by the leopard in Tarzan. And to add on to that a little bit, some people believe that the ship that they were traveling on that ended up sinking is the ship that we see in The Little Mermaid that Ariel is swimming through and looking at all of the human things. With this theory, I find it really cool and actually very believable, because I know with the Pixar universe... A lot of people have suggested that the Pixar is just one long timeline that coexists with each other. Each movie coexists with each other just in a different point in time. Whereas I think it would be really cool if Disney kind of was the same way. And so seeing their parents travel, maybe having Tarzan on the ship and then going to Rapunzel's wedding, I think that would be really cool and creative that they would tie all three of those movies together. Staying on theme with 
tying movies together. Another conspiracy theory that I have heard online is that the deer that Gaston shoots at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast is led to believe that it's Bambi's mom. Now, if you've seen Beauty and the Beast, you know that Gaston is a big hunter. He's decorated all of his walls with it. There's a whole song about it. But it's led to believe that the connection between Bambi and Beauty and the Beast is that Bambi's mom is killed by Gaston. Also, going along with the theme of Beauty and the Beast is that the Beast has killed some of his servants when they are silverware dishes and such. Because in the movie, we know that Beast is turned into a beast by a witch and all of his servants are turned into various house furniture, cutlery, dishes and such. And when Belle is exploring the castle, she comes upon a room with a bunch of broken furniture and dishes and even chip. The little boy character in the movie has a chip in his cup. So it makes you wonder... Before Belle came along, obviously Beast was angry by being turned into a beast by this witch. Did he really take it out on his staff that has been serving him for I don't know how long? And they also are affected by the curse, and he's just taken his anger out by smashing and destroying different furnitures and realistically maybe different people. This one is kind of believable for me the destroying of the furniture, just because I have a hard time with Beauty and the Beast believing that the Beast is supposed to be the prince and the hero and whatnot, and Gaston is supposed to be the villain. I know this is going to be a hot take. I don't think Gaston necessarily did anything wrong other than trying to protect his village. He could have backed off of Belle just a little bit, but still, he saw a Beast he heard the stories about what was happening in the castle. He went there to try and protect Beauty, trying to get her out of that situation. And what ends up happening? Gaston dies. Which, again, I'm not 100% sure that we can just label the Beast as a good guy and Gaston as a bad guy. But for that reason, I have come to believe that this conspiracy theory could be very valid. Another conspiracy theory that I can actually get behind is on the internet, it is believed that Aladdin takes place 10,000 years in the future after a nuclear war, post-apocalyptic sort of situation. And the theory behind this is when you look at the movie and Genie comes out of the lamp and says he's been locked away for 10,000 years, yet he still makes modern references such as impersonations of Arsenio Hall and Jack Nicholson. Plus, in the Aladdin video game, when you're going through, you see in a landslide that there is a stop sign that wouldn't necessarily be there in either that time period or in that area of which Aladdin takes place in. So, really, I've heard the argument that people make about how, oh, it's set in the past or it's set during a different era before the present day, which, again, I argue to think that it's far, far in the future, because otherwise these references that are made throughout the movie, and like I said, that one in the video game, if the setting is in a different time area before our current one, how would they know these references? Like I said, to me, it just seems plausible that it would be in the future, 
but you guys can also form your own opinions. You can probably go find it on the internet somewhere. And really, that's the point of why I wanted to bring up conspiracy theories. It's a good topic to have, but you don't necessarily have to believe everything or any of them, for that matter. But jumping back to Pixar for a second, Finding Nemo is the next one that I want to talk about because the conspiracy online is Nemo never actually made it through the horrible death of his mom and all of his siblings. He was actually killed with the rest of them. The theory goes that it's just about Marlin trying to cope with the fact that he has lost his entire family and he just hoped that there was one left and he started to imagine Nemo, which is also why when you see in the movie when he goes off to school and when he starts to become rebellious and he wants to go off on his own, it's really just Marlin trying to come with grips that he needs to let go of the fact that Nemo didn't survive and he's just coming to terms with the situation the tragic situation of what happened to him. And it goes on to say that Dory is just kind of there to help try and help him process it. She goes along with the whole thing of trying to find Nemo when actually she just helping him grieve and trying to talk to him about, you know, letting him go and just letting him be his own person, which again, most people have said is just her trying to say, you know, let it go, try and move on with your life. Things could always get better. Another one I had heard while doing some research for this episode was that there's another one online that says Cinderella is a liar, pretty much. Uh, it states that her evil stepmother and step-siblings aren't as evil as they sound. Cinderella has been coasting on her good looks and her privilege from her father, and that when her stepmother came and her step-siblings her stepmother was just trying to show her more responsibility by giving her chores and such. And in turn, she played it as how wicked and evil they were. And realistically, this is one that I don't believe in whatsoever. Um, I have seen the remakes and the original. And, and I can tell you that if anybody was rude or anybody was trying to use privilege, it was definitely them because they were just came in, they dumped a bunch of chores on her, didn't do anything. Even the movie adaptation of Into the Woods, they were shown to try and go to drastic lengths to impress the prince and to make the shoe fit so that Cinderella could stay their scullery maid forever and ever. And quite honestly, I can't get behind this one, but I still do think it's one of those, it could be a reach, but at the same time, it's creative enough where someone... It could be believable if there was a little bit more evidence to it. Another Disney conspiracy theory is Peter Pan is bringing kids to their death. Now, hear me out. I know the title is kind of, that's a little dark. This was one of the first conspiracy theories I have ever heard of from the internet. And it states that Peter Pan takes kids from their homes while they're asleep and brings them into the afterlife. Hence why all of the Lost Boys and himself never grow older, because they're dead. And it states that Captain Hook is the only one that was able to escape Peter Pan, and that's why they're always fighting, is because he was supposed to go with Peter Pan, but instead he got away, and so now they just constantly fight because he's still trying to kill Captain Hook. This one could be believable if we don't look at it as a Disney story. 
if this was just a story someone wrote that wasn't affiliated with Disney, or if it was an old tall tale like the Brothers Grimm, it could be more believable because, again, people have the sensation of when they're sleeping, they're dreaming, and you feel like they're falling. Well, there's always been kind of like a wise tale of if that's how you feel, if you feel yourself falling while you're asleep, that there is something trying to take you, quote-unquote. Now, I'm not saying that I believe that necessarily, but I'm saying if it was back in the 1800s and someone wrote the story of Peter Pan as someone that came and sold kids and killed them by bringing them into the afterlife, which is called Neverland, it could be believed, but since it's already a Disney movie, you kind of it's kind of hard to believe it just because we already got the the happy, glamorized story over the maybe more darker story that it could be. This next one is Boo is the Witch from Brave, and this one gets kind of complicated. So if you are in this realm of wanting to look up conspiracy theories or different Disney theories, you're going to come across something called the Pixar theory, which, as I've mentioned before in this episode, is every single Pixar movie is lined up to where one starts the timeline and there's one that ends it and every other one lands in the middle and coexists with every single movie. And this one goes back to starting with Monsters, Inc., where Boo never got over Sully when he came to visit her and he stopped coming to visit her and she grew older and she remembered Sully and remembered what he meant to her And she wanted to find him so that she didn't have to just remember she could be with him. And so fast forward, when she grew up, she became the witch from Brave. How these two link together is the witch from Brave travels through time through doors, which is very well known how it works in the Monsters, Inc. universe. Now, I bring this one up because it's not so much a theory as more so a map, if you will. Like I said, people pretty much confirm that every single Easter egg in a movie links you to the movie after it or the movie before it to where it all fits on one timeline. And so it all starts with Brave and the witch going through the door to try and find Sully. And when she goes through the door, it changes the timeline to, say, you find the pizza truck in her hut that she lives in and you also find a carving of sully in the hut that she lives in and both of those things couldn't have happened if she wasn't boo because brave takes place way before any of the other movies it takes place way back in ye olden times if you will and so the only explanation is she is boo who travels through doors And the Pixar theory is really interesting to me. And if you want to learn more about it, because I cannot remember all of it, you can go to the Super Carlin Brothers YouTube page where they have videos on the whole theory and then how newer movies such as Soul and Red and Luca and all those fit into the Pixar theory as a whole. And the last conspiracy theory I have for you guys is Moana actually dies during the big thunderstorm scene while she's on the boat. 
And this conspiracy theory talks about how Moana, when she's out sailing, trying to save her people, trying to save her island in general because they're starting to run out of food with the with the fish. Uh, when she goes out to sail and she encounters a big thunderstorm, she actually doesn't make it. And the reason why it states that she dies is because she's able to see her grandmother's spirit and all of her ancestor spirits, which again could be plausible that if you are in tune with the afterlife and stuff enough, maybe you can see that without dying, but it's to believe that she died, which is why she can talk to her grandmother and such. Also, she doesn't interact with any other humans after that big thunderstorm. She just interacts with Maui, and Maui's believed to be a demigod to where he can go back and forth between both realms. And unfortunately, I brought this conspiracy theory up because I thought it was interesting. But me personally, I do not believe it because we see at the end she goes back to her family. She saves the island. She interacts with people. It kind of pokes holes throughout the conspiracy theory. But again, I said that I bring up outlandish, creative, and believable conspiracy theories. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you coming back and listening to every episode. And like I said, if you like it, please give it a five-star review and tell your friends or share it on your social media. It would help me out a lot. If you'd like to see a part two, I'm thinking about making a part two Conspiracy Theories Cartoon Network or Conspiracy Theories Nickelodeon. There are plenty on there. We've seen Courage the Cowardly Dog. We've seen Johnny Bravo. SpongeBob's been on a long time. There's quite a few things that we can talk about. And if you guys would like to see that, I would love to make it for you. But once again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. Stay safe and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. If you like what you heard, come back next week for another episode as we post a new episode every Thursday. Every Thursday. Until then, stay safe and we'll see you next time.